Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 87 of the Popcorn Podcast. I'm Tommy Crestoff. Of course, alongside me, as you all know, is Ryan Ferran. And today we're here to do our second annual Popcorn Oscars. Yeah, I think the mic just picked up me clearing my throat, so I hope you enjoyed that. That was a good intro. <laughs> that um, was a nice way to start the episode. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, we're back with the Oscars. Brad Pitt, again, couldn't join us today. Yep. Going through probably another divorce of some sort. <laughs> We'll get, we'll get him eventually. Yeah, maybe when he stops having kids and divorcing the women. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Will Smith's here with us today. Hoping there's no slaps happening today. Yeah, we got our headgear on just in case. But... We, got, we got our crisis team. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Ryan and I went through and we agreed on a decision for who should win each award. We are not going to be doing the shorts. It's because yeah. we have... Not seen all of them. So we didn't want to just put it in, just put random guesses. But these are who we believe should win, not who we think is going to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this is this is our choice for the winners, not who we're expecting to win. Yeah, this, this is, is, this is the Popcorn decision. Oscars, not the Academy Awards yeah. Oscars. So the better Oscars. Yeah, the better ones. The people's Oscars. Still just as not funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's hosting? Oh, fucking Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. I forgot. Is he? be safe <laughs> Dude, the worst was amy schumer last year with uh, jesse plemons <laughs> no the best is when she came out after the slap and she was like oh Why are you yeah. guys also down it's only half <laughs> i was like oh no or nobody mentioned it like i didn't think she was terrible but she wasn't very funny you know no, i thought Wanda sykes was the best part yeah i love her we need to get her on that show. Jesse she Plemons. lives two minutes from us. She's Jesse Plemons. You know, that's my wife, right? Like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to hop in? Yeah. Okay, so Ryan, the, we'll be going back and forth pretty much. Yeah. Whoever made the final decision is the one who's going to announce the yeah. winners. No particular order. We're just we're just kind of going into it. Um, but getting right into it, we're going starting off with Best Sound. Nominees. I'm gonna leave out the names because there's way too many of them. I'm just gonna say uh, the name of the films. That's fine. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. This one, I picked this one for me. It was between All Quiet and Top Gun. I didn't think Elvis's sound design was that great, as well as I mean, the Batman had great sound design, but I feel like my decision on this one it might be like, what, the f- what are you doing? My chair keeps squeaking into my mic. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I I chose Top Gun Maverick for this one. I think All Quiet was right there with it. The Batman was also a huge contender, but I think just all the sounds of the planes flying by it it puts you right there in the movie. It was really really well done, and I think I think this is one that Top Gun really wants to win because they put so much effort into making it all real. All the real noises, all the real planes. So I think uh, I'm giving this one to Top Gun. I think this was a great movie. And I think the sound design in this was top notch. It puts you right in the film with Tom Cruise, puts you right in the cockpit. It made it a lot more entertaining. I agree. Thank you. Sorry, everyone. I had to go fix my chair. Get a new chair. I meant to do it a couple episodes ago because I didn't ever realize that I caught it. Hmm. <clears throat> and then I uh, and I was listening, and I just kept hearing. <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to change chairs. Yeah, but no, I agree. I think Top Gun. I think Top Gun did deserve it. I was trying to fight for Elvis a little bit just because of the concerts and everything like that. Yeah, no, I agree. It was great, but I feel like that's a little bit more into production design than the actual sound. 
I'm so excited for that fucking um the concert movie that's coming out. I can't wait for that. Oh yeah, that'll be good. But yeah, good choice, Ryan. Yeah. But uh, moving on to best original score, we have All Quiet on the Western Front with Volker Bertelman. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Babylon with Justin Hertzwitz. The Banshees of Inisharan with Carter Burwell. Everything Ever All at Once with Son Luke's. Um, and the Fablemans with John Williams. I think, if I'm saying who I think they're going to pick, I feel like John Williams might get just a legacy win for this one. But I think we both agreed that Justin Hertzwitz won should win for Babylon. No, I agree. I think, like what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of hate the legacy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Leo was good, really good in the Revenant. Shouldn't have won. That was another legacy win. And I think this is going to be a legacy win for John Williams. And I have a feeling Spielberg's going to win for the Fablemans, even though I don't think he deserves it. Yeah. But I think we both agreed that Babylon, uh, we love the movie, no matter how much you like the movie, whether you liked it or disliked it, you can't knock the score. It was fantastic. It was the first thing that came out. It, I mean, it's incredible. It, It's just so much fun. Oh, yeah. And we've been jamming to it on car rides. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just such so a good. fun score to like. It's like dance music. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a really, really catchy score, even though there's no vocals. But it's just fun to listen to. So Justin Hershwitz wins this for Babylon. Good job, Ryan. Those were two solid picks. Now going into best makeup and hair, the nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. And the winner is Elvis, Mark Kohler, Jason Baird, and Otto Signoretti. I mean, I fall for this one pretty hard. I don't know if Ryan was a little iffy on my choice for this one. But I think that they had to make Priscilla Presley, Elvis Presley, and Colonel Tom Parker. Mm-hmm. Three people that everyone knows what they look like. Colonel Tom Parker, maybe not as much, but the older generation will know who he is. Yeah. Elvis, even still, is one of the most iconic people in Hollywood. Yeah. Ever. Music, films, whatever. I thought they got it, and everyone when Austin Butler got cast was like, no way, this the guy cannot play Elvis. Like, he doesn't look like him in any sort of way, and they made us all believe that he was Elvis. So that's why I'm going to sit with Elvis on this one. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. They definitely made him look like Elvis, and everyone around him looked great, too. I think I leaned a little, more, a little bit more towards All Quiet on the Western Front, just of all the, like blood and mud and all the injuries you saw in that movie it was really really well done all the happy stuff yeah all the all the fun times you got to see but i'm not upset with that pick i thought elvis was really really well done um all the makeup he, he looked like elvis 100 so it is a good pick yeah baby um now we're moving into cost best costume design the nominees were babylon black panther wakanda forever elvis everything everywhere all at once and Miss Harris Goes to Paris. Again, I went with Elvis on this one. I think it was very close behind everything. Every- I think it was just above everything, everywhere, all at once. Because there's 107 costume changes in that movie. Yeah. And it's insane. Babylon's up there. Black Panther's even up there. Yeah, I, I like Sherry Suit a lot. Yeah, but I, I, just, too. I just think Elvis's outfit choices and like getting down his look mm-hmm. is such an important part of that movie. Because if you don't get his wardrobe right, you're not going to get the character right. Yeah. Because, again, you need to make people believe, this is Elvis. You're watching a real, the real guy do this. Yeah. And, and they, they got it. it down. Yeah, they got down Elvis really well. I think Black Panther was really great at all the um, – what, what were Namor's people called again? I, I forget the name of them, but 
they were all really good. All yeah, the blue. don't even ask me. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. All the costumes for them was really really good, and you know the Wakandans we've seen it multiple times, but it's always great. Um, everything everywhere all at once was also great with um Jobu Tupaki. Is that the name right? The villain, the daughter. Oh, Jobo. Yeah, she was. I mean, she had so many costume changes. They were all great and very creative. But yeah, like you were saying, Elvis, you just had to really nail down the real guy, and did they did a great job. So it's another good pick. Oh, it goes back to me. I thought it was you. So here we have one of my favorite categories out of the Oscars. Me and my family do the quiz. Ryan knows every year. And anime feature film is always one of my favorites because animation can be just as good as live action. Mm -hmm. The nominees were Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio by Guillermo del Toro. God damn it. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots The Last Wish, Sea Beast, and Turning Red. And our winner was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro, Mark Gustafsson, Gary Unger, and Alex Buckley. I thought this movie, I think it was my number six on the year, mm-hmm. which already put in my top ten movies of the year above movies that are nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I think this movie's great, and it was just above Puss in Boots. Yeah. Puss in Boots was great, but I feel like the whole stop motion stuff, that's straight up, straight up del Toro's lane. So he did a fantastic job with it. Sorry if I sound weird or I keep like sniffling and stuff i have a little bit of a head gold going right yeah. now i think you gave it to me too i'm sorry that's all right i'll get through it i'm tough and then we have to go away on saturday <laughs> i better be healthy by then <laughs> well you're gonna have a lot of alcohol maybe that'll just push it all through hopefully um moving on to best visual effects i just want to clarify ryan's not drinking any alcohol we do not no, never we do not like underage drinking no it's not my world. thing anyways but um Best visual effect goes to All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, the way it works. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, the way of water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. I think Avatar, the way of water has to win this one. Everything was visual effects, and it looked fantastic. This Even, movie wins production design. I'll, I'll be amazed if this production design. I'll lose my fucking mind. <laughs> There's no production design. <laughs> it's a bunch of people in the cement room with balls all over them. Yeah. But visual effects, it has to go to Avatar. Seeing this movie, it was fantastic. And they waited till the visual effects technology was there. And it's here now. And it looked fantastic. So it, it has to go to Avatar. I can't see anything else winning this. Do you want me to say something about that? No, I mean, say whatever you want. I just no, I agree with you. I have nothing else to add to that. I can't. I can't see anything else winning. Um, moving on to best production design, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. I chose All Quiet on the Western Front for this because they had to really nail down the World War One aesthetic with all the trenches and tanks and guns and all that stuff. And it all looked great. I, there's not one like mistake. I've seen history people say it's very, very good. Um, and it just, it looked great. It made you, like, it put you in their shoes a little bit. It helped the movie out a lot, having it that dead on. And that, you know, I mean, frankly, disgusting. Like, it looked terrible, which is good for the movie. Um, I can also see Babylon getting it, you know, win for this because the production design is very good there's no cgi in that movie apparently i still don't (laughs) believe that but supposedly there's no cgi in that and it looked really really good but in my opinion all quiet on the western front wins this for production design no i completely oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to speak over you 
I would. I completely agree. It made you, those battlefield sequences made you feel like you were there with the camera. Yeah, like it was so immersive and it was incredible mm-hmm. the way that they had the mortars going off and yeah. like having that all set up and having the tanks roll in, the gas, the smoke, mm-hmm. the rumbling, everything like that. It made, it made it feel so realistic. Yeah, and I think that's why it should win. Mm-hmm. We're doing great, I think. Thank you. Now, you, how many do you think before we get into the next one? What percent of these do you think we're getting right? At least five. <laughs> I think we'll be lucky if we get five. <laughs> um, we're moving into best original song. We have Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Not To Not To from RRR, which is releasing back in theaters on March 3rd for everyone who hasn't seen it yet. I might go see that really good and then this is a life from everything everywhere all at once and our winner was hold my hand from top gun maverick music and lyrics by lady gaga and blood pop i adore this song i adore the movie i thought lady gaga was the perfect choice and i feel bad because oh your fucking band you love sings uh can't help falling in love yeah 21 pilots was originally making the song Really? Tom Cruise came into the room and said, I'm sorry, we're going somewhere else, <laughs> and left, and then Lady Gaga had released the song like a day later. I, I can't imagine the song with 21 Pilots. Yeah. <laughs> like, be... Especially now, knowing Hold My Hand, I, it fit perfectly to the end of the movie. And I just yeah. think Lady Gaga has an incredible voice. I thought the lyrics were great, and I listened to the song pretty often. Would it be them making the song or just Tyler Joseph singing it? Because he know. has a great voice, but I can't imagine the 21 Pilots. It's a whole different song, so I, I maybe they'll release it one day. I don't know. That'd be very, very interesting. <laughs> um, moving on for best international feature film, we have All Quiet on the Western Front from Germany, Argentina, 1985 from, who would have guessed, Argentina, Close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. And I think it's pretty easy. All Quiet on the Western Front takes this one. Complete it's, agreement from me. Yeah. There's not really much to say on that. but I think Argentina, 1985, if – Somehow, All Quiet doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really good movies. It, All Quiet on the Western Front is just a step above for them. I'm not going to be a sellout this year when I do my Oscars thing. <laughs> like last I year. sold out last year. <laughs> hey, but guess what? I got 25, 27 right. Yeah. I was honest last year. I got like nine right. So. <laughs> I um, changed all mine last <laughs> minute. You're like, you fucking sellout. <laughs> my pop-up texted me. He's like, hey, can you help me out with an Oscars list? Sure. I gave him all my picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, for best film editing, we have Banshees of Inner Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. And in our opinion, Everything Everywhere All at Once wins this because not only was the editing really, really good, but also the way they edited it, none of these guys went to film school for editing. They just took online tutorials, watched videos, and made it in a Zoom call. And it's... I mean, it's still really good. You'd never know. So the editing just for how they did it and how it looks, it was it was really, really good. And it's super cool how they made it. So that's my choice. Everything everyone wants. I agree. this was another one that Ryan and I had no argument on. We right away picked everything everyone once. And I think the scene that they're gonna show, like their Oscar every movie I talk we've talked about this before has an Oscar moment. That's the yeah. clip they show. It's going to be the scene from all of the different universes. The one is just flashing like a thousand oh, different things. 118 scenes, yeah. I think it is. And one of them is them in a Zoom call. Maybe. Yeah, it's in a Zoom call editing. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think there was any argument from me and you on this one. Mm-hmm. 
Now to another category I adore, not a huge category, but this is documentary feature film. We have All That Breeze, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. And I chose Fire of Love from Sasa Dorsa, Shane Boris, and Ina Fitchman. This movie is about a couple that are volcano hunters, pretty much, and we watch how they fall in love and how they tragically are killed in during a volcanic eruption. Yeah. Very good movie, and again, I think I said this last time I brought it up, Ryan and I saw the first trailer together when we were seeing, I forget what we were seeing, but we we saw it was at, um, it was one of our first times seeing IMAX. Yeah. It was the trailer for it. Maybe it was Nope. It might be Nope. It been nope, nope might be the movie. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I ended up watching it, and I thought the movie was, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, for best cinematography, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. I think for this one, we could get another legacy win for this, for Roger Deakins and Empire of Light. But my choice is All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, James Friend. Did a really, really good job capturing, you know, the battles in this movie, making it seem so realistic. It, it was really, really well done. And all the little character moments where the camera stays on one character, you can see them really like how it's affecting them in that moment. All those little moments were really, really well done. And I, I don't think anything really compares to it on this list. See, I don't agree with that. Really? I don't think every All Quiet's going to win. I think Bardo is going to win. You think? Bardo's cinematography, I did not like the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that good. But other people, it's either you love it or hate it. It has some of the best cinematography I've ever seen. Yeah. But I still think All Quiet, to me, is my favorite cinematography. Mm-hmm. Especially with the sm- like the battlefield cinematography was amazing. Yeah. And they did a lot of one take, like long takes, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if Bardo steals this one. Mm-hmm. Darius Condi, I think his name is. Yeah, I mean, I can see it happening, but just like just that scene with the tanks rolling in through the smoke, fear, Dude. fear, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, is it my turn? No, yeah. oh, it is. Screenplay. Sorry about that, everyone. I was sending a text to someone. Best original screenplay: We have The Banshees of Inisherin, written by Martin McDonough. Everything Everywhere All at Once, written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheiner. The Fablemans, written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Tar, written by Todd Field. And Triangle of Sadness, written by Ruben Osland. I think it's the first time I've seen a full list of almost of all the directors writing. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that, that in a long crazy. time. But our choice for the winner was The Banshees of Inner Sharon by Mark McDonough. I didn't love this movie. I thought it was a good movie. But... There was nothing else to keep like to keep you entertained. All they had was dialogue, and I think it was so well written to keep you wanting to watch this because it is. It's not the most entertaining movie on the in the world. It's a very slow burn movie. No, it is. I, I really liked it. But yeah, I can you see loved where you're it. Coming. Yeah, and they had to keep you entertained, and I think the writing and dialogue is the best part of that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think Martin McDonough takes this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the writing was the best part of it. I really, really liked the movie. But I can see where you're coming from with it being very, very slow. and It's all about the, the dialogue and characters. So it was very well written. Um, moving on to adapted screenplay. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. 
And again, I've been loving this movie on this list, but All Quiet on the Western Front, for me, is going to take it again because the, the book is really good. I haven't read it, but I've heard it's very good. <laughs> and this is the third time they've made this movie, and they switched it up enough to where it's not just a total shot-for-shot remake of the original movies, but it's still very, very good. And the way they're able to capture the same, you know, feelings and stuff from the other movies and i'm assuming from the book as well it's really really well done how they're able to keep that while changing certain scenes around um but yeah the adapted screenplay for me goes to all quiet on the western front great movie it's it's sad that it, i don't think it has a shot of winning best picture yeah because when i'll get to when i'll get to my joke when we get to best picture we have best supporting actress we had angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever Hun Chow from The Whale, Carrie Condon from The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hugh. Stephanie Hugh, Stephanie Hugh. I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing your name. She was also in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And our winner was Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think she was the best Marvel performance we've ever gotten. And I think it's the best supporting actress performance of the year. I think she was phenomenal. The throne room scene is one of my favorite Marvel scenes already ever. And I'm excited. I'm excited for more superhero actors to get nominations. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Angela Bassett is the winner for this. I think Stephanie Sue, I think it's Sue. Sue. She was really, really great. Um, A lot of emotion in that movie, but I think, yeah, Angela Bassett, especially for a superhero movie. I really hope she takes this home and we get a lot more great performances in superhero movies. Cause this is the first, is this the first acting first nomination? Yeah. Uh, then we move into Best Supporting Actor. We have Brendan Gleeson from The Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway, Jude Hirsch from The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan from The Banshees of Inisherin, and Ken Hugh Hwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. And our choice is Ken Hugh Hwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think we just love him. I have loved him since he played Shortstack. So I cannot wait to see. I really do believe he's going to win the award. Yeah. He swept almost the entire time. So I, I would be in real shock if he doesn't come away with that award on Oscar night. Yeah, it would be awesome if he won. I want him to win so bad. so nice. <laughs> um, moving on to best lead actress, we have Kate Blanchett in, Ch- in Tar, Anna the Armas in Blonde, uh, Andrea Riseborough in Two Leslie. Can't speak to this one. Michelle Williams in The Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And we both agreed Michelle Yeoh is going to take this one home from Everything Everywhere All at Once. She did a fantastic job, not only in the you know physical fighting, but also playing a mother and you know a Chinese immigrant. It was really, really well done. She was able to capture all that, all those feelings and all those troubles that she's going through. And seeing her character develop throughout the movie, where in the beginning she's just you know, doesn't really care about her family and seeing that evolve into her loving everyone, you know, her husband and her daughter, even her father. It was really, really well done. And that's all from the writing as well, but mostly Michelle Yeoh playing that character. Agreed. I I love Michelle Yeoh. So I'm going to, I'm fighting for her to win, Mm -hmm. but I, I, there's a shot. I think there's a pretty good chance that she doesn't win though. I think Kate Blanchett might take this award. I agree. I think probably really quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I think Kate Planchette has a really good chance of winning this, but I'm picking Michelle Yeoh. Can you imagine if Ande Armas wins? 
for blonde. Start it off. <laughs> I'm sure she was great, but no, she, she didn't wasn't. Play Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, she played herself dressed as Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Nothing against you, Anna. If you ever want to come on our show, we would love to have you. She's a great actress, but she didn't really try. Like she didn't. I think she, she tried. I think her accent was just too hard to break. Yeah. And then we move into best lead actor. We have Paul Meskel for After Sun, Bill Nighy for Living, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, and Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Our winner, it came to end to a very tough decision. Decision? Decision? Yeah. Austin Butler for Elvis. I think it's an incredible feat for him to be able to pull off the king and to do his own dancing, do his own singing, getting the voice down, all these different things. I think it just puts him a step above Paul Meskel and Brendan Fraser, who are my next two options. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Living yet, so I'm sorry, Bill Nighy. But he has not won an award yet, so I'm, I'm going to continue assuming he's not going to win. Yeah. And I think Colin Farrell has a shot. But I think it's going to come down to Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. I agree. And I, I, I hope Austin Butler wins. But, again, Legacy Award. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser has been in Hollywood for years. This was like his comeback. And, I mean, he was amazing. He was right below Austin Butler for me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's between Fraser and Butler. But I think we're in agreement. Austin Butler was fantastic as Elvis. I think he does deserve this win. Uh, moving on to Best Director, we have Martin McDonough from Banshees of Minasharan, uh, The Daniels from Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg from The Fablemans, Todd Field from Tar, and Ruben Osland from Triangle of Sadness. And Woo! Triangle of Sadness! I Longest fucking it. movie of my life! It was such a well-made movie that I just didn't want to watch. How did it not get nominated for Best Cinematography? I have no idea. It I thought that was great. like where it stood out. Yeah. Yeah, but Fuck our, our pick for this is the Daniels from Everything Everywhere all at once. I think, again, Legacy Award Spielberg could very easily take this. But the Daniels did a fantastic job writing, you know, I think they probably produced it too. They and did. also directing Everything Everywhere all at once, which is – a great movie so uh there's not really too much to say on that they did a fantastic job with everything and i think they really deserve it and it would be great because it was such a cheap indie movie that was fantastic and, and everybody smash loved smash the box yeah. office did you uh hear the story how they decided to do it together no so daniel kwan had wrote it the whole thing uh-huh. he brought it in daniel shiner what's it uh read it and daniel shiner's like this needs editing and he, re- like, rewrote it. Really? Like, they, like, combined on, like, rewriting it. And then oh. they eventually got it made. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was a pretty nice. cool fact. Yeah. And then for the biggest award of the night, we have Best Picture. And when the nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. And our winner for Best Picture... Of whatever annual Oscars this is, and the second annual Popcorn Oscars, the winner is Everything Everywhere All at Once, the Daniels, Jonathan Wang, and other producers. Doesn't tell me who they are. Yeah. But I, we both agreed this movie is phenomenal. It was my second favorite movie of the year behind Babylon, mm-hmm. but I think it's the best movie of the year. Yeah, I agree. It's my favorite movie of the year. Everyone involved did a fantastic job, and I think, I think it does deserve... Best picture, but I think the Failmans is gonna win. I'm gonna be fucking angry. That would be that would be very interesting. But I think it deserves the win. 
And I think if it does win, it is going to be a really, really good thing for film in general. Yeah. Because I, it is such an indie movie. It's such a creative movie that they really just took a huge swing at, and it worked. So if it wins this award, it'll be huge. Yeah. I I, I, I think the Oscars going to screw over the Daniels. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I have a feeling what I want to have, I want them to win almost every award that they were nominated for. Yeah. But I, I have a weird feeling that they're not. They're going to get, like, swept. Yeah, I can see it happening. It's, it's, again, I said this last year. I'm probably going to say it every time we do the Popcorn Oscars. Fuck the Academy. <laughs> I do not like you guys. I think you're a horrible organization, except for the part that you brought Robert Pattinson to the Academy. love that. <laughs> but besides that, I really hope they don't get fucked over. I think this year's Oscars are very important. We have a lot of great films, I think. I think 2022, yeah was a great year for film and the theaters and everything like that yeah so you know i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping the oscars are good I, i'm not a fan of jimmy kimmel but i'm still gonna watch it yeah i like jimmy fallon more he seems like a nicer guy mm-hmm. but yeah hopefully the oscars don't fuck me over and make me hate my life while i'm watching it <laughs> so uh let's go the uh the daniels um we wish everyone the best of luck who's nominated yeah Absolutely. Except for you, James Cameron. You're too rich to win an Oscar. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's pretty much it. Also want to say, we did this in half an hour, and the Oscars are going to be like three or four hours Exactly. Long. See how fast we – well, we didn't do speeches. That's true. And we also cut two of the things, but still. You want to do an over-under on how long the Oscars are going to be? Uh, yeah, we'll say three hours. I'll take the over on that. Bitch. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll run the under. I'll be happy if it's if I if I get that right. Yeah. Now, uh, do you want to do? Sugge- I don't have fan questions for this episode. I didn't put sure. out thing. My bad. But do you want to do suggestions of the week? I actually thought about this. Yeah. Holy shit! I thought because you mentioned it during the Raiders podcast, and I looked it up thinking we were going to do one there, and then you didn't do it. So I'm going to still stick with what I was going to do. We there. didn't do suggestions of the week. No. Oh, you shit. mentioned it too, so I was ready. Yeah, I knew because you, you didn't remember didn't it, and I brought it up, and I we yeah. never. Did. Wow, I forgot. You forgot. I'm going to go Outer Banks. You're a fucking bitch. You haven't even <laughs> I watched had this it. ready before it came out. You didn't out. watch it. I know, but I was going to say, it's coming out soon, so you should go ahead we and watch it. We haven't watched it. I don't care. I'm sticking to my You can't suggest answer. something you haven't seen. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I finished it today. Did you? I, I was, think. I was going to watch it in South Carolina. I'll watch it again. Yeah. I watched it before you when we did last. I watched it last time. Yeah. And uh, I think season one's better than season two. In my okay. opinion. No, I agree. Yeah, I've one, heard season three is very good. One is better than two. One's first half is better than three's first half. Mm-hmm. The final three and a half episodes of three are the best the show's been. Yeah. I think it, it took a more mature angle on everything. I'm super excited for season four, which for those who didn't know, it got renewed. It got renewed before it, e- it even debuted. Yeah. And I'm... So so fucking excited for the next adventure. They right. they it tells you before the season ends. Gotcha. But I highly recommend everyone check it out too. Yeah. But I, I mean, Outer Banks rakes. I gotta fucking viewers, figure out so. what I'm gonna do now. You're a dick. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend. You know, I'm gonna recommend the Sandlot. I rewatched really? it a couple months ago, and I was wrong. It's it still has the pool. I Cassiano said a two run home run, a nuke. Like was it no doubter? Pretty good. Okay. Send pretty it to good. me. But um, I have to apologize to Ryan. I said the Sandlot was a piece of shit movie. 
and I was wrong. I rewatched it, and I I felt like I was a little kid again watching it for the first time. It's just fun. The movie's so enjoyable. Now, I want someone to make not a remake of The Sandlot, because fuck that. I need a movie like The Sandlot mixed with Superbad. Because that's how I... Like a more adult version? Yeah, because kids yeah. don't talk like how they talk in The Sandlot. Yeah, that's true. If you, Parents are going to be like, my kid doesn't talk. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Your kid is out there saying the most obscene things <laughs> you've ever thought of. It's true. You think it, they've said it. But I, I need something realistic to how yeah. kids act. That's why Superbad is such a good movie. And I, that's why... I think it's the most iconic anime, not animated comedy of all time. And but I do think the Sandlot is incredible, and it's a really fun movie. So everyone yeah. go check it out. I agree. Love the Sandlot. Well, before we get going, today's the day of the Jake Paul fight. It is. Do you have a prediction for the fight? He's fighting Tommy Fury for those who don't know, who is the not brother, really. half brother of the heavyweight undefeated heavyweight champion of the world, yeah. Tyson Fury. I don't think. I think is Tommy Fury is much more technical than Jake Paul. Jake Paul has a knockout power, but I think it'll go the distance and Fury will win. I just wow. watched the dude get fucking pummeled. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to go the distance and split decision, Tommy Fury. Tommy wins. Yeah. See, I think if, Unless, Jake, if Jake Paul can hit him with a fucking right to the dome, it's over. But, I think if it's not over in four, Tommy wins. Yeah. I think Jake needs a knockout early. Yep. Tommy's never went the distance either in his pro career. Mm-hmm. However, Tommy is a much more technical fighter as yeah. you were saying and i don't mean like tommy fury doesn't have knockout power he absolutely does but i think jake paul can take a punch pretty pretty good so i can't yeah. see and we've seen out. what happens when jake can land his right yeah he's done it four times now with knockouts so i think there's a real chance that he can he can win this fight and i'm very excited to see what happens though yeah let us know on instagram what you guys think about the fight i'll probably put up a poll or something later and uh, our tiktok's doing well we posted has over 1,400 views. Awesome. Doing pretty well. But uh, yeah, make sure to – yeah, actually don't don't try. Go fucking watch our videos. We make some great goddamn content. I don't care what anyone says. We make some funny-ass shit. <laughs> I think we're a very good podcast, and I'm, I'm done just being like, oh, go check us out. No, watch the fucking videos. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can find podcasts. Aggressive. We're also on TikTok, motherfuckers. So go follow us there. Jesus. I'm just going all in on the end of this episode. That's incredible. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We had an absolute blast doing this together. Uh, we are actually – so our editor is going on vacation. So this is the last episode you guys will get from us. Ever. We're quitting. <laughs> yeah, after this episode because I'm probably going to get canceled for cursing at a bunch of people. <laughs> but this is the last episode you guys will get. And I'm going to assume – until it might be like March 12th. You guys get another episode. It's going to be a little, actually, no, I have an idea. Ryan and I will do a single mic recording. We'll do a, uh, we're going to do fuck. What was I thinking of? Oh, this upcoming week, we will put out an episode of reviewing the last two episodes of last of us last week's and tonight's episode, but we'll record it on one mic. Cause our editor needs to put it together. Cause me and Ryan have no idea how to edit. All right. But we will make sure you get one more episode before we go on vacation, which is Saturday to Saturday, and then the Oscars. Cool. Anything you want to add? Cocaine Bear was great. Oh, yeah, Cocaine Bear. That, that was a really fun movie. Yeah. Like, as it a out. movie, it's like a six or seven. But as a, as a fun time, it's a nine or ten. It was great. Oh, I think you meant out of a hundred. I was like, a six? Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Man, out of ten. 
I just realized how close I was in the mic yelling, so I'm only assuming people are getting their ears no, blasted by me. I'm looking at it right now, like the sound bars. It that's gonna that's gonna be very painful. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fucking loud. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thank you guys again for checking out the show. Make sure to continue rating us, not physically because we're both very ugly, but rank our podcast a five stars out of five stars or five out of five. I think on everything actually. But continue the amazing support for the show. We love talking to you guys, Ryan. What what's your question? I saw you raise your hand. Why does God hate us? (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next week. Yeah.